So I can't quite believe it. 2021 is almost over. As Dave said, it's 20 sleeps to go to Christmas. And so I think if Buble was here, he would be saying it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And um, I'm guessing that as we approach Christmas this year, we're all responding in different ways. Okay, some of you are absolutely pumped. You're like, I was robbed last year, and this year I'm just going massive. So you've been eating the mince pies and twiglets since August. You've had your tree up. It's pretty much now deader than it was in the first place. You've got your Christmas socks on. I don't know if you're feeling like that. But there's others in the room who are feeling like this. Can everybody please stop talking about Christmas? You know, you're dreading it and you just, if if you're honest, you just kind of wish you could bury your head in the sand until it's all over. You know, they're both kind of extreme responses, aren't they? And I think like loads of us, for me this year, I'm kind of in the middle. I've not turned into Scroogey Aldridge or anything. You know, I'm fully on board with the season, but I don't feel this kind of warm, fuzzy sense of nostalgia or excitement in the way that I have in the past. Maybe it's because I haven't watched Home Alone yet. You all know how I feel about that that film. But maybe it's because it's been a really hard year. It's been a really hard couple of years for me personally, for lots of us. And it's difficult to feel these warm, fuzzy Christmas vibes when we're surrounded by such bad news and horrendous situations. Here's just a few headlines from the last year. There were what felt like never-ending lockdowns, but there was some hope in the summer. We thought it was coming home uh, with a football team. Here's how I reacted when England beat Germany that night. Yes! Yes! You see, there was emphatic joy, emphatic joy, but it all ended in tears. It didn't come home. And way worse than that, we saw again the devastating impact and the reality of racism in our society. Then just a couple of months ago, it was like Armageddon at the petrol pumps. People were fighting, literally, over petrol. We've become increasingly aware of the climate crisis. Just two weeks ago, over 30 refugees tragically died at sea, aiming to seek for a better life and for freedom. I don't have the words to articulate just how horrendous that is. And just last week, when we thought maybe COVID could be finally over, Omicron, or Omicron, I don't even know what you call it, Omicron arrives, an anagram of no crimbo, if you had to be on the end. And again, we're thrown into uncertainty. Depressing, isn't it? But I wonder, what would good news look like for you today? You know, maybe it's no more bad news. Maybe it is COVID being over forever. Maybe it's getting the Christmas present you've hoped for for the last 20 years. Maybe it's getting like a guaranteed Christmas. Nobody in your family gets COVID. Nobody has to isolate. And there's no family arguments. I mean, I'd take those guarantees, right? But if we're looking to those kind of things to offer us good news this Christmas, then I think some of us, if not a lot of us, are going to end up a little bit disappointed because they're not guarantees. Those things aren't guaranteed. But there is a good news headline that runs deeper and is unchangeable, no matter what is going on internally or externally. And it's this. There is good news of great joy. A saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And these words, they hold truth and power in them that can pierce even the darkest of situations because they're taken straight from this book, the Bible. And they're talking, of course, about the birth of Jesus. 
And so today, as we prepare for Christmas, 20 sleeps to go, we're going to zoom in on Luke chapter 2, and we're going to look at how these shepherds, how did they respond to the good news of Christmas, the good news that first Christmas. And and to bring this passage to life, here's a short video that our creative team made a few years back about this passage. We live in a world of cities, cars and shopping malls, of science, technology and urbanisation. The world of shepherds and livestock, of weather dependence and seasonal necessity is some distance from our daily lives. And yet it's where the Christmas story begins. With shepherds, common people, simply doing what they had done all their lives, keeping watch, looking after the sheep in their care. They knew nothing of the songs and stories they would find themselves in. Nothing of the role they were to play in a tale that would shake the world. They were simple people. They held no renown. They had no wealth or status, no position or influence. And yet it was here, on a night just like the thousand nights before it, that the darkening skies burst with light and song and news of great joy. Angels announced that the God whose hands formed the world, whose voice spoke planets into being, whose name could not be spoken out loud, had come into the world he himself had called into being. That he had come. The great shepherd in search of the lost sheep had come to rescue, to pursue us, had stepped into our lostness to turn it into foundness. That he had come, that as strange, as extraordinary, as unbelievable as it sounds, this baby in a manger, wrapped in ragged cloth, was Emmanuel. God with us. What a video. What an amazing video. Let's read together from Luke chapter 2. Here we go, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. 
This will be a sign to you that you'll find him wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So we're going to pause the story there. And as you saw from the video, you know, those, those shepherds are having like an ordinary night shepherding. I don't know if that's a verb or a thing, but they're doing whatever a shepherd does. And it's in the middle of that ordinary situation that the extraordinary happens. Angels appeared. Now, it's no wonder these guys were terrified. I would have been absolutely terrified if I'd seen an angel. You know, I'm an emphatic overreactor at the best of times, as you saw from the England uh, situation just then. But back in the summer, I was going out, and uh, an unexpected visitor knocked on the door at exactly the moment that I opened the front door. And I opened the front door, and honestly, I screamed so loud, something happened to my heart, I nearly fainted. And uh, he just went, that was unexpected. <laughs> and um, it was, honestly, it was horrendous. But when we think about angels, you know, most of us, we're probably picturing this like cute little kid that you think about in a nativity play. But often in the Bible, when angels appear, often, if not always, people are petrified by these supernatural, powerful beings who represent God himself to people. And so it's no wonder that those angels started off with this, do not be afraid, as they announced the best news ever that would transform these shepherds' lives forever. And so they say in verse 10, don't be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Today, there's good news. Today, there's great joy. Today, a saviour has been born for all people. Amazing, right? So how do these shepherds, that first Christmas, how did they respond to the good news? That's what we're going to be looking at today. So the first point is this. The shepherds, the first thing they do is they stop and they hear. Those shepherds, they stopped and they paid attention to the good news. Now, I don't know necessarily whether the angels gave them that much choice, but it's as they stopped that they heard, that they heard about this incredible message that the baby had been born, who'd be a saviour, who'd be the Messiah, who was the Lord. And they heard this sky full of angels singing, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. God had come in the person of Jesus and it was such good news. And the angels, they were, they were proclaiming this gospel of great joy for all people. That's the same word in Greek which we see for the word good news. So the shepherds, they were stopping to hear the gospel the good news of Jesus that was centered around a baby who'd been born in, in Bethlehem. And everything the angels had been saying, it was referring back to a couple of Old Testament prophecies. One of them is this one in Isaiah 9, which will be familiar to loads of you. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, thank goodness. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. There's another one in Micah 5 verse 2, which you can check out. But the angels are saying, he's saying, it's those prophecies, the things that were prophesied that are being fulfilled today. The child has been born. He is the Prince of Peace. He is from Bethlehem. He is the Messiah. He's the Lord and his name is Jesus. And it's this gospel that was told all those years ago 
that can be as real to us today as it was to those shepherds all those years ago. And so for us, as we prepare for Christmas this year, this Advent, in the middle of all the uncertainty and the Christmas hype, are we going to respond like those shepherds? Will you stop and hear the good news? You know, right now, probably some of you are physically here, physically watching online, but you're actually distracted. You know, it might be that you're thinking about your lunch plans or your jobs to do or trying to work out what to get grandma for Christmas. It's a challenge. And if you feel like that, I know how that feels because just last Monday as a staff team, we, we spent some time worshipping. And it was after about 10 minutes that I realised that, that whilst my heart was wanting to press into worship, I was just distracted. I basically spent the last 10 minutes running over my to-do list and thinking, how on earth am I going to get everything done this week? When John Bodley was leading a ministry time and he said something along these lines, he said, don't let those things that are on your mind rob you of this time of Jesus. And so I thought... Probably he's kind of talking to me. Um, and so I stopped and I, and I popped my hands out and I, and I closed my eyes. And honestly, it was literally just a couple of minutes. But I was present with Jesus, present with him, present to him. And it was like I received the good news again that day. And he filled me with his joy and his peace and his perspective. And honestly, it changed the, it changed the whole direction of my day. Some of you, like me on Monday, you need to stop today and to hear the good news of Jesus. Don't let the stresses and the strains and everything you've got to do steal your time with Jesus. Maybe you need to take a moment now. I, I won't think you've fallen asleep, it's fine. You know, you can get somebody to pray with you at the end. Keep doing it. Do it over Advent. If you've got an Advent calendar, which I haven't, but lots of you have, you know, as you open the door each day, maybe just stop and be present to Jesus. The shepherds responded to the good news of Jesus by stopping and hearing. Let's see what happens next. We're picking up the story in chapter verse 15. Chapter 2, verse 15. Okay, here we go. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. So the second way that the shepherds respond, and our second point today is, is this. They're like, let's go. Like, let's go and see. And so they hear the news and they just instantly respond. They'd heard about this baby and they're like, we've got to go and see for ourselves. And so they go with an urgency. They're searching all of Bethlehem to find this baby. And just like the angels have said, he's, he's lying in the food trough. You know, some of you here, some of you watching online, you've you heard about Jesus, but you haven't yet been to see him. You haven't yet gone to, to find him for yourself. And I reckon if the angels had been able to, you know, if the shepherds, sorry, had been able to film you a message 2,000 years ago, I mean, that would be cool because we wouldn't have to imagine the situation. We could just relive it. But they would have recorded you a message saying, we have seen with our own eyes. Go and see him for yourself, just as we had to do. So if that's you, what might a step for you towards Jesus look like today? Maybe it's picking up one of those why Jesus on the, on the way out. Maybe it's downloading the Bible app or getting hold of a Bible and starting to read about Jesus. It might be making a decision today to follow him. But there's many others of us in this room who we know Jesus. But my invitation to us today is to come and see him again. 
Come and see him again because the news that the angels had that first Christmas, it was good news of great joy. And there's a couple of quotes I love. The first one is by C.S. Lewis, who um, was an amazing author, but he also wrote uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. But he says this, joy is the serious business of heaven. Corrie Ten Boom, many of you will have heard of her. She says this, joy runs deeper than despair. You know, in the gospel, guys, we find, we find a joy that can't be like squashed or contained. And in a crazy year like we're having, let me ask you this. What is running deeper for you today? Is it joy or is it despair? Because some of you, if you're honest, despair is running deeper. And I want to encourage you to respond like the shepherds did, to go and see Jesus again for yourself. Hurry and go and see him. Read this book. Read the stories. Spend time in worship. Keep showing up on Sundays, whether it's here in the room or whether it's online. Let somebody pray with you. Those shepherds, they just had to go and see. And as they went and saw, they, of course, had to go and tell. You know, they just couldn't help it. They're just spreading the good news they respond by telling. I don't know if you've ever had a moment where something good happens, you just can't help but spread it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, th- I'm talking about maybe uh, you find a restaurant and you think this is the best place ever. Or you watch a film and you're just like, everybody needs to hear this film. Or it might be that somebody has a baby or they get engaged or something like that. Talking about the films I watched, has anybody seen The Star? Yes, some of you with kids definitely had. Well, I watched it with my friends who've got kids on Friday night, and it's kind of it's a poetic license on kind of what happens in, in the scriptures, but it's centered around the nativity. It's an amazing film. Honestly, go and watch it. I had an encounter watching that Friday night. But um, you know what I mean? When you see something that fills you with joy, you just can't help but spread it. And I think on a whole other level, those, those shepherds, they heard the good news. Like they'd seen Jesus And they just had to go. They just had to go and tell everybody and spread the joy. And um, we hear stories of this happening here all the time. Just last week, uh, Ed and Josh from the student team, they went to the uni campus with one of these flyers. It's the Jesus at the door flyer. And so they met a couple of students and they say to the students, have you seen this picture before? And do you pray? And so these two students answered. One of them said, yeah, I do pray. And the other one said, well, funny enough, I didn't, but I've just started. And so these guys from the student team, they had the opportunity to share Jesus with these guys. And they said, would you like to follow a prayer of commitment? Would you like to make a step towards Jesus today? And both of them said yes, instantly. These guys were able to share the gospel with them. And on top of that, one of them actually experienced a measure of healing. Amazing. So I wonder, what would it look like for you to share this joy this Christmas? You know, we have so many opportunities over the next couple of weeks. Let's just go massive with our invitations. You know, I'm going to be inviting some people on my street to the carol service. Spread the word about carols by candlelight. You could maybe invite somebody who's vulnerable over for Christmas. Spend some time with them. Or you could commit to sharing your faith with your friends and family. For me, I find that quite a lot harder than just a simple invite. That feels a little bit easier. Especially as for me, lots of my family and my friends back home, they, they don't know Jesus. But I've committed to myself this year, I am going to be committed to telling them and sharing and being good news to them, even when they're driving me crazy. And I can guarantee you that will happen. So I'm going to go for it. You know, as we prepare for Christmas this year, let's be like the shepherds. Let's just go and tell everyone we know. Finally, point four, the shepherds, they worship and they praise. 
We're up to verse 20 here. It says this, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told. So having stopped and heard, having seen and told, they celebrate that all this is true. They respond to the good news through worship and through praise. You know, everything that they'd heard was true. There was a saviour that had been born. He was the Messiah. You know, the promised, the anointed one. A descendant of David. Emmanuel. God with us had come. And the shepherds, they'd first seen the glory of God through, through the angels, through their worship and praise. But now they've seen for themselves. And their response to the great joy is an overflow of thankfulness. So I want to encourage us this Christmas, as we prepare to Christmas, let's be like the shepherds, these ordinary people that God appears to. Let's respond to the good news of Jesus in worship. Because to be honest, there isn't really any other appropriate response. And uh, for me, something happened in my heart during this pandemic season. And it's not that I didn't sort of love Jesus before, but this season has kind of propelled me into his arms in a deeper way. And I see him more. I love him more. I definitely trust him more. And I've said it time and time again over this time, but I haven't found it easy. You know, at times I look at my life and I think, oh man, it's far from perfect. At the moment for us as a family, there's some really challenging stuff going on. And even for me, a massive extrovert, the thought of another lockdown, I mean, that's just, even just the thought of it is enough to trigger anxiety, honestly. And uh, just the other Sunday afternoon, I had this moment where I just felt flat. And I'd had a difficult call with somebody. And what I've agreed to do when I feel like that is not to sit and to dwell on it, but to, to worship, to turn my attention to him. And so I found this worship song and I, I put it on and I put it on really loud. And I was just in my kitchen at this stage. The lyrics go like this. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, that he's good to me. You have turned my mourning into dancing. Put off my rags and clothe me with gladness. And I will arise and I will praise you. I will sing, and I won't be silent. I will give thanks to you forever. And as this song sort of started to play, at first I was just like listening to it, and I was kind of singing it with my head, but not really feeling it. But as I sort of pressed in and I pressed in, the song honestly went on for like 10 minutes. I mean, you think we repeat it. It was honestly going on and on and on. 10 minutes. But it was like this joy as I proclaimed the truth. This joy sort of rose up in me. And I started dancing around the kitchen and in the dining room. And only the houseplants and the Lord will ever, ever be my witness to that. I've got, I love, anyway, that's another story. But, but as I was worshipping, nothing changed externally. Those circumstances did not change. But as I focused on something of the eternal, my internal posture changed. And I want to encourage you with this. You know, we all have times, don't we, where we've lost a sense of joy, when we find it difficult to worship and praise. But I want to encourage you and me, let's do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. Let's push in when it's painful. Let's, let's worship him. Let's, let's do whatever it takes to come before him, to focus on him, fix our eyes on him, because he is good news. He is the saviour. He is the Messiah. And ask him to come and speak to us again. Joy runs deeper than despair. You know, we're coming into land now, but I can't promise you that those headlines are going to be any better next year. Sorry about that. 
I can't promise you that all your Christmas hopes and dreams are going to come true or that your life is going to be easy because Jesus didn't promise that. But what I can tell you, because I know it to be true from this book, I know it to be true in my own life, is there is good news of great joy in the person of Jesus. And he is worth celebrating no matter what is going on because he is Emmanuel. He came, God incarnate, God with us. And that means, yes, there is pain. He came to establish the kingdom. And we live, of course, in the now and the not yet. But one day, his kingdom will be here in fullness. There will be no more pain. There will be no more tears. But in the meantime, we have in the person of Jesus an unshakable hope. An unshakable hope. We have peace. We have news of great joy that is not dependent on our circumstances. Where on earth would we go without him? So for us, as we prepare for Christmas, the band are going to come up, we're going to worship again. Let's respond like the shepherds. The shepherds, they stop and they hear. Let's allow ourselves to be interrupted today by the good news. The shepherds, they go and see. Be intentional about coming before Jesus. The shepherds, they go and they tell. Let's invite everyone else to the party. Everybody is invited. The shepherds worship and they praise. God is with us. And he deserves the glory.